Okay, so the first element out of open, continuous, and hostile, the first element we're going to talk about is open. <clears throat> so, if the squatter, if whatever the squatter does, whether it's cutting the grass, whether it's using it, whether it's having a barbecue, having a family reunion on the lot, um, um, putting a garden there, whatever he's doing, they can't put a food truck there and use it as a uh, place to dock his food truck. If the laws of the state or the county says that you 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 can't put a food truck on an empty residential lot, you got to be doing whatever you have to do. It has to be lawful what you're doing. Uh, because basically you're a trespasser until the, you know, the, the elements of your claim are realized or, you know, and then again, you got to check your states to make sure you know how many years you got to do this. But the thing about making your actions visible, we're talking about open right now, making your actions visible or open is simply the fact that you know if you hide your presence on the on the property how can the owner know to retain a lawyer or call the police okay if you own the property if you were the landowner and someone started um using your property or started to claim your property as their own you're going to know about it and you're going to protect it and you're going to call the police. Are you going to retain a lawyer to get them off your property? Any other way is not considered open. It's considered sneaky. And courts do not reward those type of actions. Okay? With uh, an adverse possession claim. So you have to be careful. You have to know exactly you know, how to act. What to do, what not to do when making um, an adverse possession claim. So again, to be open means to act in a way that's not sneaky, that's not in the dead of night. So that the owner of the property has uh, no question that you are attempting, as a trespasser, that you're attempting to put a claim on the property. And so because you just can't go around deciding that because a lot is empty and the grass is high, but you can claim squatters' rights on it. Now, some people who've been successful with this have been um, people who own property next door. Say 20, 30 years they've lived on the property. They know the property. They know the last time they saw the owner. They know the last, They know something about the family of who owned the property next door. They know who's deceased. They know who lives out of town. They probably have phone numbers. You know, you know, you hear rumors in the neighborhood about so-and-so, so-and-so lives on the other side of town. They know something about the property. They know the owners when they see them. They know the heirs of the owners when they see them. So they know if, if the property is being, uh, if the owners are acting as if they own the property or have abandoned the property. So the people who are most successful are the ones who live in the neighborhood. 
but more specifically who live, you know, on the street or next door, who know the property, know the movements of the property, and can easily um, do actions such as, you know, cutting the grass, looking after the property. Those people are more apt to be the ones who are going to be looked at or looked upon as people who can claim it, who are not doing anything sneaky because they actually know the property. And so with them being with that a particular lot adjoining their property means that, you know, you, you know, you, 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 you put your tents, you put your tables and chairs out there. Some people have built, have put up gazebos and they put tables and chairs out there for use, for the family's use. Just open and um, um, continuous actions on the property to let people know and the owner know specifically that you're taking over the property um, and, 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 and you know, and you're looking at paying taxes as well. There's more, you know, you got to do more than have an act of being open and continuous and, and hostile. So we will um, visit those others tomorrow. Um, and we're also going to talk about how do you execute dominion and control. Um, there's a lot that goes into this. So we're going to um, also, you know, probably have a class on this later on this month, possibly on the 24th. We have a free webinar uh, coming up on the 17th of this month um, on how to um, d establish your goals and your strategy on tax lien investing. And then once you determine how you're going to go about investing, how you want to invest, then we're going to get into things to look out for um, because we do find a lot of um, people wanting to claim squatters' rights on property. And when we close on these properties successfully, we don't have to come through them. They often want to know why. Well, you know, you, you, if there's like one, 10 things that you got to do in order to um, claim squatters' rights successfully, and, you, and you, you perform nine of those acts, but not 10 of those acts, then, you know, you kind of broken the claim, your claim to squatters' rights, and it's all for naught. So I'm going to continue this in um, the next evening with uh, two or three other episodes that's going to uh, talk about this. And then uh, you, can, you can email us at thetaxleanstrategist at gmail if, if there's some questions you want us to answer on the podcast or... Um, you know, uh, or I think there's a message button that I'm going to put on this podcast where you can actually um, message me during the um, episode and I can possibly answer that question right then. So we'll see. Um, but uh, this is the um, end of this particular episode and we'll continue with this topic on um, claiming adverse possession on property tomorrow. Have a good evening.